Welcome to the Road to Black Podcasts, brought to you by the BJJ Physio. The BJJ Physio helps optimize the training of jiu-jitsu athletes so they can dominate their next performance. How do they do this? They provide strength and conditioning, physical therapy, and heart rate-based conditioning through a completely remote and online management system. Meaning you can be anywhere in the world and take your BJJ performance to the next level. Contact Dr. Wesley Reed at info at thebjjphysio.online or follow him at the BJJ Physio on Instagram to find out more. Also brought to you by Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. Visit rollunion.com and follow Roll Union on Instagram to shop the latest jiu-jitsu styles. Roll Union brings you the best fitting geese on the market, the most comfortable rash guards, and premium soft jiu-jitsu tees. Next time you're in the market for some new gear, check out RollUnion.com for the stylish and the savage. Lastly, we're brought to you by DownToRoll.com. DownToRoll.com was born out of the need for an innovative way to find BJJ training partners during the COVID-19 crisis. With gyms being shut down for many across the globe, you can register at DownToRoll.com and find small group training partners in your area. You can message partners directly from the map and interact with other like-minded players on the Down to Roll exclusive network. Go to downtoroll.com and start training again now. Thanks for supporting our sponsors, and we hope you enjoy this episode of the Road to Black podcast. And we're live for episode two. Here we are, episode two, man. How you What's doing, bud? Good, man. Just, uh... A little bit fried. We were kind of talking about that earlier. Just uh, both of us are a little had busy days today, yeah. and uh, here we are recording episode two. Yep, catching up to us. Yeah, got a lot going on. A lot going on. So, um, yeah, man. I hoping to uh, talk a little bit about the COVID experience that everybody's kind of going through. I'm sure, everybody's sick of sick of hearing about covid already but it's an interesting conundrum that for jujitsu yeah for sure a big big one i mean game changer game changer and i think it's still you know it's still affecting people depending on where you're at and and we we touched on this a little bit in the first episode but it's uh I've really been thinking this last week or two how much of an impact in this whole thing has had on the jujitsu community and um both our experiences obviously, but the one thing that I take away is just uh what that thing the the amount of momentum that COVID killed in people's jujitsu <laughs> journey is unprecedented, you know. It's I keep thinking because that's how my experience too. It's like the momentum was just, it just killed it. It just killed it. It just killed it. Dude, we were for everybody. You know, I, when we left in, you know, my, my last week, I think I mentioned last time it was in, uh, I think maybe the, the last week of February or something like that. And you know, I, it seemed like, man, we were, we were we were all training really hard. We were uh it seemed like, you know, I felt like I was hitting on all cylinders at that at that moment. Yeah. And um and it seemed like a lot of people in the gym were kind of in the same boat and I you know, I'm sure everybody is experiencing that to some degree, but man, it sucks that it just got taken away the way that it did. You would never, we would never have imagined this ever, you know, it's like you, you can predict other things. You can, you can assume that you're going to get injured or something happens where you can't train or, you know, a family, some family crisis, but something like this, where it's like for months at a time, month after month of unknown. And it's, it's crazy. And it, it really just, it kind of makes you, I mean, it obviously makes you appreciate what you had, right? I mean, in many ways, but in jujitsu especially, and it's you know, I, 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 for me personally, I was just thinking about this this morning because I was having a little bit of road rage, <laughs> and I noticed that I had been feeling that way lately. You know, my temper has been short, 
So I just, I, I, I can only attribute it to that, uh, not being able to train. Uh, yeah. And I haven't, you know, we touched on this a little bit, but personally, I haven't only trained a, a few handful of sessions since June. So really since May or uh, March when COVID hit. And the last couple of weeks, I've gotten a couple more sessions in, a few more sessions with the guys, and it's been great. But it is not, going back to what you said, it is not the same as going on your every day, you know, three, four days a week, every day, whatever your, whatever your regimen is, it's not the same. It doesn't, mentally, it's, it's the, the mental health aspect is, uh, it's really affected people. Um, I, I'm not saying that it, you know, I can get by, but it, even myself who considers, I, I just think jujitsu is my meditation and not having that lately, I've really found myself kind of on edge. So did that has been 100% my experience. And I, I talk to a lot of just in the, you know, both of us and the nature of our businesses talk to a lot of jujitsu athletes. And it is in my experience, the same, it's the same story over and over and over again where you know and myself included you know i got into jujitsu at a really dark place in my life um i just got out of the marine corps i mentioned this last time i just got out of the marine corps was had some very unhealthy lifestyle a lifestyle situation going on a uh, buddy of mine that was also in the Marines came over to my house and what he just kind of mentioned it. He's like, Hey man, wh- why don't you come to my jujitsu gym? You know, I can see that you're struggling a little bit. Why don't you just come in and see what it's all about? And I had never stopped training. And honestly, it was that piece, that specific jujitsu piece that it turned the whole, it turned the whole ship around. And even today, like I rely on jujitsu for my mental health and it, I liken it to, to a chair, like a four legged chair, you know, when all four, when all four legs are on the chair, it's, it's fine. Pretty stable. It's pretty stable, you know, but you take one of those chair away, one of those legs away from the chair and we've got a little bit of a problem and everything else seems to. You know, the, the legs are still on the chair, the other three, but it's a little wobbly. And uh, that's kind of, you know, when I talk to people, and myself included, man, that has been 100% my experience where I'm just kind of on edge. I'm not handling things the, the way that um, I previously would have. And uh, yeah, it's just, rough when when you uh that's that's interesting because it's it's always it's always uh it's always nice to hear the reason why people started jujitsu because we're all different and we all have different different reasons and different results obviously but you know you mentioned that that was kind of the prime reason um that you got into it and you kind of got hooked on it do you remember specifically how long it took you to realize that this is good for my mental health. This is a good, or, or were you even in that mind space at that time? Or was it just a gradual thing where you, you, you got off the bad habits you were doing over time. And then eventually down the road, it was like, this is good for my mental health. It was over time. I think, I think I joined, this is going to sound really bad, but uh, I think I joined jujitsu for the absolute wrong reasons really like yeah i just you know i just got out of the marine corps i really liked uh fighting and i liked you know just the chaos of everything yeah and um you know i wanted to get in there and i wanted to fight i wanted to find that because that was my outlet when i was in the marine corps when we were Overseas, you know, you'd go out on missions for days at a time and, uh, you know, you'd have rough missions and we had a spot out back of our area in, in one of our spots that, you know, it was like really hard, compact. I don't want to call it sand. It wasn't sand. It was just really hard. I mean, it was a lot, you know, you could liken it to some of the stuff that's in Arizona, some of that really hard 
clay yeah. soil, right? Yeah. And uh, and by the end of the time that we were done, it was it was a sand pit because we would just it was a big Grind circle. We, yep, we would all go out there, and that's where we put our frustrations. And so you know, when I joined jujitsu, it was just an extension. Uh, it was an extension of that. I just wanted to, uh, you know, I just wanted to find that again, and and so. And what I f- came out of it with was um, a way that I handled all my mental health problems. And, you know, it was weird. You know, I went through this phase where it was, had trouble with consistency. I'd, I'd show up to the gym. I'd not go in the gym. Um, struggling with that whole piece of it. And then, you know, I I, I finally got through Blue Belt and then... There was another little obstacle that came up that I found. I was studying, you know, I was doing all these biology courses and my coursework got really heavy and I would I would do these long like almost all-nighters of studying and it seemed like the more that I was studying and the less that I was training, the worse my grades got. Really. And to get into school, like you have to have really, you know, you have to have high you know, have to have really good grades. Yeah. And, um, and I had sat down and I had pieced together like, Oh, you know, this semester I was taking like, you know, exercise fizz and genetics and all these, you know, this crazy coursework. And you could almost piece it out to where like, Oh, this half of the, the first half of the semester where the coursework was a little lighter. I was, you know, I was training three or four times a week. And then as I felt like I was getting more bogged down in coursework, I would stop training and I'd try and pick that up doing these all nighters. Yeah. And then it didn't matter how much my, how much I studied, the more, the, the more that I took away jujitsu and the, the, the worse my grades got, yeah. it was very bizarre. So mm-hmm. then I made this, uh, intentional shift to, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. I have to train. And that yeah. I think was a big, that was a big shift for me to where I say, okay, this is a piece that is critical. Right. Like, this is a critical piece. And for my own health, for the benefit of my career. Mm-hmm. And that was, I think that was a big shift for me and making it making it a priority. Yeah. It's a, it's like the intangibles that you can't measure on the value of jujitsu. Um, you know, it's, that's like the perfect, perfect explanation right there. When people that don't train or maybe they're not into it that much, they don't realize, you know, when you say that it's got a huge impact on my life outside, it's, uh, you know, it's hard to put your finger on and explain why because it's all, it's different, but it is like a meditative, uh, wellness, you know, activity. So if, overall, you know, like you just said, you just, and that's how it is with me when I'm not training it definitely right now, I feel it, but even, you know, as we're going through, let's say yeah, I have to take a week or two off here or there for an injury or I'm out of town or something. And you know, the people around me will notice that I haven't trained jujitsu. <laughs> so what is that? It's, it's your mood changes, you know, it's your overall well being, And, um, I, I, I have that with jujitsu as do you. Um, I hope other people do as well. I know most, most people that are in it for a while have that same, you know, that same experience where it just positively affects your life and your decision-making and your mood and the way you treat people and everything, you know, and that's why it's such a beautiful martial art. And, um, I think that's just, obviously that's in the jujitsu community. We all really know that, but I don't think everyone experiences that unless you really give it a go and you're, you're a consistent, uh, grappler. Yeah. Consistency is really key. And, um, you know, I think that this is another I was thinking about this yesterday and I don't know why uh I don't remember the context that I was thinking of it in. There was a moment and it was I think it it was 
probably my last couple of years of blue belt, there was a moment where I can remember feeling really frustrated with jujitsu and just kind of in one of those lulls where I'm not growing the way that I want to. And I started getting oh, like fresh blue belt. at blue belt. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we can yeah. uh, throw the, the blue belt, blue belts quitting joke well yeah there's a reason for that it's it's the toughest belt (laughs) it's a hard belt blue belt was my hardest belt for sure yeah mine too and uh, yeah i think i was i got really frustrated with that and um you know i wasn't being as consistent as i should have been and it was weird because i had this internal conversation with myself of you have to take responsibility for your jujitsu. Like, you know, the techniques now, like you, you don't, you know, you have to shave off a whole lot of imperfection, but you know, all the techniques you know, all the techniques that the, the black belts know, they're just a lot better at them, applying them. Yeah. Um, and now it, it became this moment of, you know, there is no more excuses for, uh, why your jujitsu sucks. You, it's because you're not training consistently the way that you need to, and you're not taking responsibility for the days that you're training. And it was this whole mentality, like a shift in my mentality. And I think that was one of the, the most, uh, I mean, that, that, that internal conversation with myself of taking responsibility of your own jujitsu. I think right. that was, that was that was the shift for me that was that that put me into that next like this is what i'm doing for life like i'm yeah i'm i'm taking i'm taking ownership of it what'd you do at that point in time what 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 did you change in your in your habit when you realized that what was the next step uh not making excuses for for why i'm not training and just and just you know not it, simply not going just not, just not yeah. applying yourself just not applying myself not uh you know not doing the things that i need to do to progress and mm-hmm. you know it's you know i'm a recreational grappler i'm not a world beater by any means but for my style of grappling you know and for my own mental health issues you know I, uh, i'll be perfectly honest i've struggled with depression um, pretty much ever since I got out of the Marine Corps, um, I've struggled with depression. And so I, you know, this is something that I, that I've needed and, right. um, you know, it's easy to get in to your head when things aren't, things aren't going your way. And, uh, I've been just on a side note, you know, personally, this last couple of weeks, I've been thinking a lot about my own inner critic and, um, kind of trying to be able to sidestep my inner critic in my personal growth and and my professional growth and not let that be a runaway train when things get, uh, when I'm not hitting the progress that I feel that I should be. And so that same thing happened in jujitsu. And, um, you know, it was that that critic would get into your head it's like man you you suck like why do you think you know you you can't do that like you can't you just need to stop training like and so then it it spirals into uh from man you know you should have you should have got your workouts in this week you'd be really benefit from it to you just need to stop training and quit and it just runs into this runaway train so wow you know that was my at least in my head i'm sure it mm-hmm. is for other people too but um you know, it, uh, that was a big shift for me. It's like the reason why you're not progressing is that you're, you're not giving your everything on the mats mentally or, or just showing up at all, you know? So it was train five to week, five days a week, next week, train one day a week. Yeah. Train three days a week, train five days a week, take the next two weeks off. Mm -hmm. So instead of, Instead of, oh, I'm going to train three or four days a week, every single week, it was, you know, which is, it was sporadic. Yeah. That's so tough. I see people doing that 
a lot. And I, I don't, I couldn't, um, at this point, you know, like you said, we know, you know, a lot of skill, you could do something like that and get, get away with it. But in those growing belts, I just think the learning curve is so, so much longer if you're not consistent every week. Um, because it's not only, you know, let's say you're going to three classes a week and how many, how many moves or positions or lessons are you even learning in three classes? A couple, you know, maybe, maybe if you're learning three in one week, you're learning the same thing all week. So just imagine how long it takes as we know to learn everything. It's a lifetime. So the number one thing I, I could, I, I kind of would recommend is that when you're coming up, you, I mean, I am Mr. Consistency. So that has been the reason why I'm successful at everything I do in life. That's the number one thing, consistency. So that's with business. It's with my, my work ethic, my whole life. I've just have no problem doing that. In fact, I can get addicted. I have addictive personality. So, um, I get really, once I commit to something, it's on, you know, so I don't have that again. It's different. It's, it's, I don't struggle with depression in that way. Um, but it is used as a mental tool for me. Um, and for me, I started advancing when I started learning outside of the, of the, of the academy, um, in a big way, because you can only learn so much in three or four classes a week. Um, it is a long road, so it takes a, a long time to learn that way. I, I just think in today's day and age, there's so much information out there. You can progress so much faster if you're doing study on your own. Um, that also allows you to stay engaged. So, you know, if you can't drag your ass to the gym three days a week, or four days a week, maybe you go to classes and, but you're taking a couple other hours throughout the week to study, to, to focus on that same move you've been learning, to look ahead, to look at other positions. You, and I'm trying to tie this back to what you're saying. It's like applying yourself that, that goes in levels. You know, it's, it's, there's levels to that. Um, are you going to apply yourself to get out there and get to your two, three classes a week as a white belt? Um, or as a blue belt, are you going to start, maybe go in a couple, two classes one day and, you know, I'm getting three sessions, four sessions. I'm going to an open mat. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm expanding my, my training partners by training with different people, um, into the purple belt, you know, just on and on and on purple belt. I started studying video a lot and just, I would, I would make, I have catalogs of videos on my own, whether it's on social media or just on my phone. And I see moves online that I like. I capture those and and apply them. You know, I have a little system where I'm always watching and reviewing that, and turn and also learning what my instructors are teaching me. But it gives me an added. It gives me that added uh, input of additional information that I might not be able to get at the academy because I just don't have time to be there. I can't be there every day. Um, so. That that to me has been, in terms of being consistent and dialed in, it's not only just going to the gym, but it's mentally. It's like that mental commitment to focus on this craft. And that is very important, not only for jujitsu, but every aspect of your life as, you know, of, of your, your personal life, you know, you have to put some mental thought in, in, in a career, the career is a, a career or a job is a good kind of a good example of that. We all work, um, or we, we would all like to work and earn a living and, um, like to do the things we like to do, but whether you're in a job that sucks or you're, or you're an entrepreneur and you have your own business like yourself, that extra time, the mental thought you're putting into the job, that dedication is what's going to make you successful or, or more successful or, or, or advance faster, let's say. Um, so that's just getting back to that. I just think that that commitment and that consistency is it, it's not only in the gym, it's 
when you're advancing and I'm thinking back on my blue belt, purple belt, that's when I started really getting dialed in. Um, the first couple of years of my head was just all over the place and I'm yeah. getting thrashed and not knowing what to do, even in blue belt, you know, it's just, it's such a struggle. But once you get over that hump and it was the same thing to tie it all back to what you were saying, it was, I started realizing that I needed to make that extra additional commitment. And you know why? Because I saw people that were advanced grapplers doing that specifically, you know, studying other, you know, other people, um, learning, learning from this person, going to different open mass, going to seminars, getting more, you know, that's, that's what it's about. You're getting more involved. You're learning more. You have more opportunity to learn. So it was, it was kind of that shift definitely in the, probably the purple belt stage for me, where I was finally like, oh, I'm at the purple belt level. I, I, I need to, I, and also when you're a purple belt, everybody wants to just kill you in the gym. So, <laughs> right. I mean, you get your 100%. Purple belt and, uh, there's the blue belts are just on, they're coming you know, after you. They're on the, the war path. And so you, you know, you almost have to, you gotta, you gotta wear that belt with pride and that, you know what you're doing, you know, you gotta, you gotta hold it, hold it up to that. You know, you got that honor of being belted and you want to, you don't want to slack off. You want to keep learning. And, you know, that's why, you know, there's a big dropout rate at blue belt. But once you get, I mean, if you're making a purple belt, you're pretty much in it, you know? Yeah. And, you're in, uh, you're in the game. Yeah. You're in the game and in, in it, and it changes drastically from there too. And it's only because you're just more skilled, you know? And that's really where it becomes a lot more fun. In my opinion, it is yeah. just, it, it becomes just so much more fun. Once you kind of get over that, that bit, it's, I don't want to say over the hump, but it be, it just, it's hard to explain. It just becomes a lot more fun because you're, you're not so much worried about taps anymore. It's just about how many of these moves can I put together right into this sequence? Becomes more of a video game. It's a video and, and man, when you, the first time you experience that video game moment where it's just like mm -hmm. everything hits it's like i mean that that in itself is addictive to me yeah. like just getting in that flow state where you're just yep where you're you're going and it is like and when both people are in that yeah. state and it is like a an intense conversation yeah. it is insane it is so We've much had fun a lot of those yeah <laughs> we have had a lot of those yeah. We've had so we have those good roles. Uh, would going back to how you're scheduling your what you're talking about studying. Mm -hmm. Were you or do you schedule? Do you study based on what you're learning in the curriculum for the week at the gym, or is it kind of self? And and I say this. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this with a story. When I was a white belt, I I didn't even have like a stripe on my belt yet, and I was. I was doing some self studying on YouTube. <laughs> well, <laughs> you were a white belt, yeah, so I know where you, this is going. You know where this is going, yep. and I looked up this choke, and these guys have been like <laughs> they've been lambasted on YouTube now for some of the stuff they put out. It was like oh, really called. Uh, you didn't know any better. I didn't know any better, man. It was called the pentagram choke. I think is what it was. I and, need to uh, look that up. And yeah, everybody all all 60 listeners or whatever going to go look at the yep. pentagram choke but I am but uh I tried it as a white belt on this dude and the instructor comes up and he goes man wh what exactly are you, you trying to do here <laughs> and I was I, I mean I told him I was honest so I was yeah. like I'm trying to do this this pentagram choke it was like a crazy it's a goofy choke man and anyway and I was like, yeah, I've been, you know, I've been watching all these videos on YouTube of, of this. And, you know, he just looked at me and he was like, you should just, you should just really watch the stuff that you're watching on YouTube yeah. and make sure it's good jujitsu. Yeah. And that was all I said about it. And, and he moved advice. on. So it's really good advice. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I'm, you know, how do you, how do you work in your self-study? Do you, do you do independent stuff or is it based on what you're learning in the curriculum? Through so the it's a mixture for sure. Um, but kind of over the course of my training existence, 
as a white belt, I didn't do much of that because I was just so new. I had never grappled. Um, not, I mean, I actually wrestled my freshman year in high school, but that was eons ago. Um, so when I got into jujitsu, I just completely had put all my faith into my instructors, number one. So I was just the person that these guys were the, they were the gods of knowledge and that's what I'm going to do. And I didn't really, I wasn't into it enough to go out and start searching YouTube and all of that. You know, I, I did my work. I got in there, I got my workouts in, I learned stuff. When I got into blue belt, I started watching videos more. Um, and I would pretty much always relate them to what we're learning, um, at the time, because it just made sense to me to expand little bits of knowledge. Um, you know, if we're, if we're learning some closed guard stuff, my, my professor might say, Hey, just go, go watch Hodger, you know, go watch some Hodger videos or something if you want to, or, you know, they show me a move in class and I learned this from Hodger. So I'd go home and look up that you know, the competition tape or whatever and see what he's been doing. And that's the type of supplemental training I'm talking about when you're in like a blue belt, even purple belt or any, any belt. I mean, that's what mm -hmm. you do. You go and see what guys are doing now. Now it's, it's, I just, as you said, you know, when you get to this level, you, you know, all the positions and, you know, you've seen a thousand things. Um, now when I see stuff, I usually will just know whether I can apply that with my game and my skill set. You know, I'm not gonna do some crazy something that some some little guy is gonna be spinning around and you know, I'm two hundred and five pounds and that's there's a certain game that I play and you're not gonna try I, the pentagram choke. Yeah. <laughs> if I see uh if I see something online that I like, I I'll, I'll, I'll save it and apply it. And then I, I apply it in class too. So when I'm training, um, you know, I'm learning the lesson, especially those last couple of years, you learn the lesson. I'm going along with class, but when I am, um, rolling, I'm always trying to not only apply what's in the lesson, every, I always try to apply what's in the lesson on my rolls of that day. That's just something I've always done. Always. I just always shoot for that. It's the move of the day. It's so the move of the you gotta day. get the move of the day, you know? So that's, I always try that. And I always will also try to incorporate something that I'm learning on YouTube or wherever, you know, I've seen this. It, it, if you're looking at it on YouTube and you're really liking it and you're saying I can apply that, you got to put it, you got to put it into play. You got to try it out. Um, so whether I do it in live rolling or after class, you know, we have a good group where we stick around and just shoot the shit on the mat and try out moves. That's when I'll, you know, grab somebody and say, Hey, let me, let me go through this a couple of times. And that's kind of what I just always do now. So I'm always doing that. I just don't think if I was training right now as a Brown belt and I only relied on what we're learning in the Academy, I just would let know so much less. I mean, that's no hit on anybody at the Academy or any instructor. There's just so you're only limited. You have limited time to learn when you're going to a class. And that is with anything you're learning. Um, mm -hmm. So that's been huge for me. I just, and so I always encourage, you know, you have to have the time to do it, but I always encourage people that are starting out, you know, maybe not if you're a white belt, but if you're serious and you're a blue belt, <laughs> you're, you're going out and you're just doing supplemental learning. Um, because I just think that's been huge for me. And a lot of, a lot of my game actually comes from that. So like a lot of my signature stuff that I always do, they're just moves I've learned and just incorporated them. I might not have learned them from my professor. Um, a lot of them I have, but some of them I haven't. So that's, that's pretty much it. It's really just because there's so much content out there. I recommend some, you, you know, you come up with some kind of system to utilize the media that you're capturing. For me, I have to, um, it's you do so like much, mind maps, right? Is that yeah, kind of, like, yeah. That, that, that's something that I, you know, and that's kind of goes along with this. So if I'm, if I have in my mind, I used to write this all on paper. Um, it's basically like a flow chart, you mm -hmm. know, of, and you can, you can imagine this in your own mind. We all can, if you're, if you're training for several years and I just give you a topic, close guard right now, if you're a blue belt and you're listening, what, what's your close guard game? What, what's your sweep? What's your submission? What, what, what's the position of your hands and your grips? What, where do you like to play? There's hundreds of variations. So 
I used to like to recall those in my mind and write them down because on, on paper, I can actually see how much I'm learning. And it's, you know, it, it would grow. It would be like a, a, a tree of, of a flowchart that would just be complex. And, you know, you're not going to catch everything, especially as a brown belt. I, it would be too much, but there's, there's still things that I, positions that I struggle with or I want to get better at. So that's kind of the paper portion. So imagine in your mind, you have this map of where you want to be. And let's say you're doing closed guard. And I'll just use that as an example. You learn stuff in school, but you're not learning closed guard every week, right? So you, you know, positions come and go in class. You only have a certain opportunity to learn different things. So you have this knowledge of your closed guard in your mind. Maybe you write it down. Maybe you see a video on Hodger doing a nice sweep or an arm trap or something from closed guard. And you'd want to incorporate that. Well, if you don't write it down or you don't capture the video you saw, are you really going to remember it? No, you're not. So either write it down so that you have a list. I used to do both. And I wasn't, don't get me wrong, I'm not like crazy where I'm just every training session, I'm making notes and it's not like that. I'll just have a, a notebook on my desk at work. That's how it was. Um, and then I would look at it. And every day, if you start looking at these things, it, it keeps that. It keeps the flow going in your mind. It keeps you engaged with jujitsu, no matter what else you're doing. You, does that, you know, does that make sense? So if you do that, I would also do that with videos. So if I'm on Instagram and I, my Instagram is just full of jujitsu videos, if I see something I really like or, oh man, I've been working that lasso game and this would be awesome sweep from there. Um, I need to start, I need to do that. Either I make a note, most of the time I'll just screenshot the video or save it. If it's on like Instagram, I just put it in a folder. And this is what I've been doing the last year or two. I'll put in, I'll put like Instagram videos in a folder. And then I just periodically every week, a couple times a week, even in bed, I'll just right before bed, I'll just watch. I know I'm training tomorrow. I'm going to watch a 10 of these little videos. They're all just like a minute clips. Maybe I don't watch them all over time. You start watching those so much. That little folder is like my game. It's, it's interesting. All, if I go watch that right now, it's all the moves that I do in class that I'm very <laughs> successful with. I mean, legitimately. Um, so if someone says, hey, you, you always do this sweep on me. Actually, I have a video of that. I know exactly where it is. Does that make sense? So you're engaged in all these different ways. That to me is a good way. And by, by all means, that is not everybody's, you know, not everybody's going to do that. Or maybe that won't work for everyone. But for me, it, it works a lot. Some people are just natural where they just pick up on a move or, or, or some people are just creative. There's, I know personal high level mm -hmm. jujitsu people that literally don't watch videos. I have a great friend that does this. I mean, he's just so creative that he just has been in the, he just does it on, you know, it's, it's so everyone has this different experience, but for me, I'm always like a numbers person, like an analyst type. I've been an analyst by trade. So it's like, I need more data. Give me all the data and I'm going to track it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to re rewatch it and learn from it and then apply it in class. So I think that's a good, uh, a good method to supplement your, your, your knowledge, your learning. 100%. And I think right now, especially, uh, going back to kind of the, the COVID thing, um, you know, where people are all across the country, all across the world are kind of in different phases of open or shut down or trying to reopen or small group training or whatever it is. If, if, if you're, you know, if you're not back full training yet, this is a great way to, you know, take some of that thing. Think about what works for you, what, what, how you learn best and, you know, try and find creative ways to get back and in incorporating jujitsu somewhere in your life, because, you know, if you're anything like me, this, I mean, this, this COVID thing hit, hit me really hard. Yeah. Um, man, it, it like, it hit me really hard, not having jujitsu and not, not a break, like not a mm -hmm. voluntary break. Like it was just, you know, I mentioned last time it's just off the table. Yeah. And so, you know, what I started doing, you know, with my own business stuff, uh, you know, I've got a, a lot of instructionals and I would look at the instructionals and I'm trying to build these rehab programs for jujitsu athletes. And I would look at the instructionals 
and I would break down what positions their bodies are in at any given time. And then I would try and create and think about creative ways to come up with exercises that can recreate some of those positions. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, on top of getting the jujitsu instructional pieces and studying uh, like Bernardo Faria, I've got his uh, passing, his battle tested passing stuff. Uh, you know, I was also trying to incorporate that into the rehab piece, but you know, that was the way that I dealt with not having this is trying to find creative ways to get some sort of jujitsu back into my life and not feel completely separated yeah. from, from the community because, you know, friend, you know, can't train with your buddies anymore. So you have to yeah. find some way to, to keep that incorporation, keep that identity as a part of, part of who you are. It's very so tough. It's, it's really, it's really tough. Especially and because you're not in the gym being able to utilize that meant, you know, it's especially uh, after a few months of just the first couple months that COVID hit, I was watching a lot of videos. Um, Bernardo and BJJ fanatics were giving out a bunch of free stuff. People were doing mm-hmm. deals, Tom to blast, like all these guys. It was awesome. You get all this information, but, I started, I just was watching, I was, I'd be watching jujitsu videos like, this isn't as fun. I can't go to the <laughs> gym and apply any yeah. of this. And yeah. I, you know, several of my friends said the same thing. It's like, okay, we're done studying these videos. Let's get back <laughs> to this now. And, um, but you, you have to, you have to almost do it, you know, um, just to keep your head in the game. Yeah. Um, especially, especially this is, I think for our lower belts, I've been thinking about this a lot. It's probably a lot more difficult right now because that is when you can get really frustrated in your progress. You know, as we touched yeah. on, um, that's when my most difficult years were. That's when it was like, what am I doing here? I'm just getting thrashed. But to set me back, I, it's just a mental, such a hurdle, you know, mm-hmm. to stop your progress. That's why I started this out saying it's such a momentum killer. It's like, man, I mean, jujitsu as a whole was on an amazing run. Okay. Just as a sport and a martial art, I mean, unprecedented, unprecedented. The moment that COVID hit and kind of deflated our, the, you know, deflated the bubble. That was the highest level jujitsu's ever been. So it's growing. And now, of course, it's, you know, we're all resilient. It's not going anywhere. But man, it just let the air out of your sails, you know, whether you're training for the next competition or you're just like you had mentioned before, you're just feeling great. And that's how I was feeling as well. Yeah. Um, just moving into, you know, just breaking in that belt. Mm-hmm. you know, for several months prior to that. And then all of a sudden, uh, here's the stoppage. And for me, it's, it's, I just took it in stride. I tried to take it in stride. I already mentioned this. I was injured. So it was a little less, it, it hurt me a little less in terms of my, you know, if I wasn't injured and I couldn't train, I would have been going crazy, but at least I was like, okay, my knees banged up. I'm going to, take this opportunity to focus on getting it better. Jiu-jitsu will come back. And that's where I'm at now is like, I'm starting to train again, but you know, it could be, maybe you were ready for worlds this year, you know, or maybe, maybe you're not even a competitor, but this was just like the best you'd been feeling for years because you're, you know, you're six months a year into jujitsu and you're training and you've got this group of this community of people. And then all of a sudden it's gone. And that, that's like, to hear you talk about the depression side of it, you know, I'm very fortunate that I don't experience that, but, um, it's, it's tough on me still. And it affects my, it affects my mood and my emotions. So one of the things I wanted to ask you was how in this last, this had to have been very, obviously you said it was super, you know, it was a big deal for you to stop and and not have control over that. So how did you manage that? In terms of, you know, having some history of depression and this is you've late literally stated on this podcast that that that's your number, you know, that was a huge reason that you're here. Is jujitsu because of, you know, 
that you're here with this attitude and, you know, this just being able to go through life with less depressive states. Yeah, it's, uh, I know you've been, been working on your business a lot. Yeah. I've dumped a lot of stuff into my business, a lot of emotion and, you know, and, and, you know, that, it, you know, that is also, it, it's like jujitsu too, man. It's, mm-hmm. it's frustrating, yep. you know, and, uh, that, that's its own growth pattern as well. Um, you know, I also like a lot of other people and picked up the quarantine 15, you know? Uh, yeah. So I, the, the big, you know, for me, I made a decision that, so I transitioned over. So I, you've probably seen my posts about doing like a lot of heart rate training. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was a big part of it because you can use um, actual analytics data and compete with yourself. Nice. And so you can find ways to take that data and then you look at your workouts, your past workouts, you know, as your heart rate dropping, I just tried to find ways to compete with myself. Um, and, you know, honestly, man, working with a mental health provider, I was, I, you know, I, I, reached out because, um, you know, things, things were, things got pretty dark for me. And, you know, I've mentioned on the last time, mm-hmm. uh, that I also moved. So I felt really separated from yeah. my uh, jujitsu is my friends. Like yeah, that exactly. is the community, you know? So yeah, all my friends are, are, are in the jujitsu are basically in our gym. Yeah. And, um, you know, so that like, so I, I got set up up here with a mental health person and I, I reached specifically reached out because it was, you know, I had to, I needed some help to find different strategies to, uh, work around some of those issues. And really that is, uh, having somebody that's on your team that can, you know, sometimes when you're in the middle of the, of the storm, you know, you need somebody to just say, Hey man, the storm's not, not all that bad. You just need to take a couple steps to your left and, yeah, steer and this way you'll, a little you'll, bit. you'll get out of it. And, yep. um, you just need a little bit of creative strategies to, uh, to help sidestep that. And, you know, I'm admittedly, I'm really bad about, you know, letting that, letting the, the inner critic and the, yeah. the, the, letting some of those thoughts go too far. And so that's, I've been working on, uh, even just recently I've been working on, I've actually named it. I've actually Mm -hmm. named my inner critic Okay, to the point, butchie, butchie, but butchie, you know, it's a, you know, (laughs) it's like an asshole. He was, yeah, he was an (laughs) asshole and he still is. And, you know, uh, but now, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to identify, Oh, that's inner critic. That's butchie. Yep. Butchie, you're it's time to go to bed. Like you're done for the day. And you know, you can kind of laugh about it and move on. And so you have to have creative strategies to kind of not let those negative thought processes spiral. Yep. And then staying, you know, staying staying active and uh finding just finding ways like that. I think having that heart rate monitor for me was a big piece yeah. because I can I can literally compete with myself. Yeah. You got to stay in the moment, you know, You do. and I've luckily I've been, uh, we've been in, in contact this whole summer. So I've seen you transition a lot of your, um, thought process towards the business. And as you know, it's a lot like jujitsu mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, being an entrepreneur and having your own business, it's, it's the long game. So there is no easy answer and no quick uh, quick success. Um, maybe, you know, obviously that has happened to people, but for the most part, you got to put in the work. Yep. So, um, you, as you're critical on your jujitsu progress, you can do the same thing to yourself and have negative talk to yourself about business. So, or about your success or where, how, uh, you know, how are you progressing? Uh, how, where are my clients coming from? How come I don't have more clients? Um, I experience these same things, but I always try to step back and for me, it's not necessarily steering the ship in another direction. It's just slowing it down, living in the moment and taking it day by day. That's, I mean, it sounds so cliche, but it is so true. You know, if you can just take that day by day 
and have those little successes, um, whether it's in jujitsu or in life, you, you hang your hat on those little successes and ultimately and eventually you will find ultimate success. And in jujitsu, that is, you know, I, I always try that mindset. It's like, and it, it goes back. I remember when I first started, it was one of these things I didn't know what really, what to expect. I didn't know where I would be, but I, the one thing I knew, I kind of knew was like, it takes like 10 years to get a black belt in jujitsu. So I knew it was just extremely difficult. And that was part of the draw for me. And I said, I just always remember, I'm like, well, I can sit here and wait three more years or five more years and, or never try, or I can start right now. And then in 10 years, I will be looking back on this moment. And guess what? It's eight years later. And now I can look back and say, I'm glad I started when I did. Um, you know, a lot of people, we have, uh, there's more and more older, I would say middle-aged grapplers are starting more now than ever. And I always hear it. And I said the same thing. Oh man, I wish I would have started you when I was younger. Guess what? There's always, today's always the best time to start. Yeah. And it goes with business too. You know, you have to have some courage. Um, I have a couple businesses. I, I, the way I see it is it, it might be difficult. I might not make much progress now, but over the long game, if I keep putting in the work, remember I'm very consistent. If I can keep putting in that consistency, I always look at it and I, I set a goal in my head, almost like a loose goal, but I always say in five years from now, where am I going to be? How, how am I going to, what am I going to, so in five years from now, I'm going to be a black belt. I'm going to be, have a couple successful businesses. I'm, I'm going to be here with my family and my personal life. I'm going to be here with this and that. So I look down, I make those, it's not necessarily a goal, but it's, I'm, I'm envisioning the life I want to live. And that goes back to kind of where I, you know, a lot of my, my history um, that we can cover in another topic with, you know, being an entrepreneur, and that's how I became an entrepreneur is I just said, I, I, I want to, I'm going to envision a new, a new way forward, a new life. I want a different lifestyle than what I was doing before when I worked for a corporation versus being an entrepreneur. So that's a longer story, but it's the same concept of consistency and you have to be able to slow it down and have low, not lower your expectations, but not for yourself, but for the completion of the process, because guess what? They're never completed. Whether you have your own business or you're an entrepreneur or you're in jujitsu, it's never complete. There's always more to learn. There's always more to tweak and refine and tune up. Yeah. It's just going to, you know, there's new levels that it's just taking it, going to a new level to a new level. You you achieve that next level and then you're like, okay, well I'm going to this next Mm -hmm. level. And then, the thing that you cued on that really stuck out to me was uh, the small wins, man. You know, those, it, it is important just in terms of entrepreneurship, but also in terms of jujitsu as well and life in general. Man, acknowledge and celebrate those small wins because some of those small, those small wins turn, you chain, start chaining those together. You know, those things can change the whole trajectory of your entire jujitsu, your entire career. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, and it, it works in jujitsu and entrepreneurship where, uh, man, you can beat your head up against the wall and get frustrated and, and things aren't working out. You're not getting people or you're not doing this and that, not doing that. I'm not, I'm not getting any better in my jujitsu. I'm not doing that. And then boom, you hit an arm bar mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, that, that felt good. And, you know, it's easy. At least for me anyway, it's easy to just be like, well, that's what I'm supposed to do. Right. And you just brush it off and move on. Don't do that. Yeah. Acknowledge and celebrate the small wins because you can, those small wins are what's going to, they're going to, you can chain those together. Those things need to be celebrated. Yes. And, um, it builds, it builds character, it builds momentum too. Um, both and that's why you got the old adage um you either win or you learn yeah um, it's in competition especially you know you're never gonna see i've never seen any good coach that is just sitting there criticizing and bad mouthing you for a loss because 
that's a little win. No matter what you, you know, obviously you want to win the competition, but just stepping up and competing and take, you know, in jujitsu and you're taking that next step or additional step to put yourself out there to test your skills. That's a little win, just competing. And it is, it's, it builds character and it also builds in your overall development. And anyone that's competed knows that anyone, like you just know, it was like, oh my gosh, I, I did, I just, you know, you, you're happy you did it. You're just, you know, no matter what your experience and I've had some terrible ones, it's still, (laughs) we all have, (laughs) you know, and, and, and you're just like, you're disappointed, but it's like, I'm glad I put myself out there, you know? Um, and that goes with everything, you know, with, with your career, every, I worked for 20 years for a, a big company and that it's the same thing. You know, you could either sit there and not learn and take a paycheck and sit in your little cubicle and do nothing, or you can step out of your comfort zone. You can, uh, volunteer for projects. You can try to try to do more work than they are asking of you. And that's how you succeed. And that's the same, it's the same thought process. It's like that character building, that, that long game where, you know, by the time you're my age in your forties, it's, you have a lot of skills. I mean, that's what got me a lot of skills that I have to be able to have successful businesses. It's not easy, but, um, same with jujitsu. You, you incorporate these learning methods, um, and we all do it our own way, but, and not all of us, you know, you've seen some people that are just spinning their wheels, spinning their wheels. And you can pretty much know why. I mean, if you know the person, you, you know, you can kind of say, why is this person not progressing in jujitsu? Or if you've ever worked with someone that same way, oh, woe is me. I'm not getting the promotion here. Well, you know, there's, there's work you got to do and you got to go above and beyond to learn things and to, to retain that knowledge. So this is a personal question about one of your businesses. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the new gi. <laughs> oh man, I'm because really st- I'm, I'm I've, stoked on this one. I've seen pictures of it, and yeah. that thing looks it's hot, gorgeous, man. Yeah, it's hot. I worked a long time on this one. The first, uh, you know, if you're if you don't know me very well, I I started uh, Roll Union Jiu Jitsu, which is a uh, you know a jiu jitsu apparel company. It's I've been working on it for about a year and a half. It's been live almost a year old online. So uh, in my opinion, in my recollection in October, it'll be our first birthday. So I've released two geese so far, which I am proud of myself for doing in the first year, a lot of work. Um, I can't even explain how much work goes into like, I run the whole business myself. I do all the graphic design. So I'm a one man show right now. Um, will that be the case forever? Maybe not. I'm hoping I grow where I can start, you know, having people employed by me if we're successful. But to go back to the gi, the first two were definitely learning experiences. And this this is kind of the same, along that same thought process. Um, You know, you got to get your feet wet. I put myself out there. I made a couple items for sale. People liked them, but in my mind, and I'll just be blatantly honest, I wasn't happy with either of the first two kimonos that we released, but because I have a creative, the creative person in me is always trying to improve. And I I just, when you're designing things or, and you know this too, if you're, if you're making a program for someone and a week later, you're like, Oh, I got to put this in there. You know, it's, it's nice to have the ability to make some tweaks. Well, when you're doing apparel, once you start selling it, there's no tweaking it. It's like yeah. now there's certain things I just wish would sell out so I could just be done with those and move on to the next, um, <laughs> you know, that's just my thought process as a creative. Um, but so the first two, there was a lot of, uh, the last, the, the most recent one I released during COVID, which was an absolute nightmare for me. So it just was, it was terrible all the way around. I got stuck in a position where I was going to release a spring gi. It was a white kimono and um, COVID hit and Mm -hmm. it just, you know, let the air out of everything. No one was buying anything. Um, No one was training. So, and here I am a new company 
um, trying to get my name out there. And uh, anyway, we, we did what we did. People still got the gee. They liked it a lot. Um, I wasn't satisfied for personal reasons, but this one, I can say that I am super pumped about. Like I, I spent a lot of time on this. Um, my team of manufacturers are just on point with this one. I've worked a lot with them on um, making a premium quality um, gi. And man, I'm stoked for it. And, you know, Dude, it is for our it, listeners it is here. fly, man. Yeah, it is it's, nice. It's cool. So thank you. Um, I've shared some behind the scenes photos with Wes and a couple other people. Um, they had to sign a waiver saying they wouldn't release it to the public, but, uh, <laughs> I'm not even sure. Yeah. I'm not even sure. Uh, I, I was supposed to ask you about it on no, here, but, fine. uh, we're, <laughs> no, because Hey, we might as well give an exclusive, uh, that's right. I'm going to, I'm going to let everybody that's listening right now know it's going to drop on Pan Am week as a special Pan Am's drop the blue steel gi. It's coming soon. So hopefully we can get this podcast out and let people know, but that's literally next week. Um, we're getting it so out probably brother. during the week of this, this, uh, release, we're going to get that gi out. You'll start seeing it around. Um, I'll just take this opportunity to, I know a lot of my friends and supporters are listening. I just, man, thank you enough. I can't thank everyone enough for, you know, going out and buying my stuff. It's amazing to see people training it. I mean, let me tell you something. I've been, I've been wanting to do an apparel company for a long time, even, even before jujitsu, I've always been into like just t-shirt design and stuff like that. But one of the things was like, what can be cooler than owning your own gi company? I mean, 100%. is there anything cooler, you know? So to see people wear my stuff out there and, uh, it's awesome, you know, and, and I get a lot of positive feedback. So that means the world to me. I mean, literally it, every single comment on or like i know everything and everyone that I, i'm the only person involved in this company so i know everything i hand pack i hand pack hand inspect every order everything is done by me so to to have that feedback has just been huge and i think this one's going to knock it out of the ballpark and um for me it's all just about getting my name out there this isn't you know Obviously, you want to uh, make a successful business in terms of revenue, but from this is just a start. Um, I've invested a lot in this company, so I just like to see people wearing the stuff and getting our name out there. There's there's great products out there, but I I just know that this thing is uh, first of all our geese. Everyone loves the fit of them, and I worked a lot on the cut and fit of this particular geese. So now I have that down. Now it's just the different designs are coming out. This is going to be a limited edition uh, pre-order. So if you want a specific size, you're going to be able to order it and you'll get it a few weeks later. And I appreciate all the support and all the comments. And if anyone's listening, um, post some pictures and tag me, tag at Roll Union. And uh, I would love to share those online. And um, man, it's been, it's been fun. It's cool. I mean, Dude, it, to walk it into the so gym good, wearing man. my own my own. <laughs> You know, you wear your own gi that you made. It's pretty special feeling. I put a lot of work into these. Yeah, man, they look good. And and what you know, when you sent me those pictures the other day, you know, unprompted for the listeners, he sent me these pictures, and un did not tell me what what he was going to name it. <laughs> did not tell me what he was going to name it. I said, yeah. dude, that is the blue steel of yes, jujitsu. And he sent me back and he was like, it's funny you should say that because yep. that is exactly what we're calling it. And <laughs> yeah, you'll and know it, when you see it and why. Yeah, it is. You, it is a great gi, looking know why. Yeah, it's thank you. I'm super stoked. It's actually going to be I'm, I'm, I'm pretty hopeful and uh, positive that it's going to be on the on the podium at Pans this year. Yes, my sir. good friends, Nick Flores is wearing it to Pan. Um, he's a great supporter of mine and. We're gonna we're gonna get some good photos and uh, just get some a good experience out at a major competition with uh, Guy. So I'm super stoked. Yeah, well, shoot, man, here we are at about an hour. Awesome. Well, Got a man, lot to talk about, brother. Dude, we uh, absolutely, man. We, you know, for the listeners, we, you know, we have a, a a few general points, but you know, Paul and I have been talking all summer, and we're training partners and have a good, good friendship. So we just go off the cuff and, you know, these hours fly by for us. So, uh, but yeah. we appreciate you listening and, uh, 
and we'll we'll catch you soon. And Paul, I'll be seeing you soon here, brother. Yeah, so, making a trip to Arizona this week yep. sometime. So we'll have to get a couple rolls in for sure. Um, lastly, you know, everyone that's listened, it's been a great couple weeks hearing everyone's positive feedback and uh um man it's been it's been a lot of work to put this together but it's been fun and i think we're just getting we are just getting started but both of us i know really appreciate our listeners we had a a, for me personally we had a much bigger audience than i had ever expected yeah 100 um, it just shows the support and you know there's some space there's there's a space for this type of of conversation um you know and if you want to continue listening there's a couple ways you can do it so we're going to we're on our website at the road to black.com you can go and stream it from there at any time so anywhere you're at you just put it in the web browser the road to black.com boom the episodes are all listed right there easy simple if you're the the type that likes to use an app um through that website, you can you can download the Podbean app, or you know, at any of your app stores. That's more of like a podcast player app. Um, you can like, comment, follow people on there, follow different podcasts. We're on that platform, Podbean or Stitcher. We're um, on Stitcher. Download the Stitcher app. Um, I used Stitcher for like five many years until I moved over to Apple Podcasts for all my listening. But I love Stitcher. It's super, I'm super stoked to be on there actually. And it's, that's a great app as well. Um, Download that. You can see all of our episodes there. We are currently waiting for approval on Spotify and Apple, uh, Apple podcast network. So we're going to get that going, but yeah, keep, uh, keep following, sharing, you know, anybody that shares those social media, you don't even know how powerful that is. Absolutely. You know, I, I'm just like, anytime someone shares something, I'm like, oh man, repost thank it. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. It's just any of our businesses, if you do that, um, it's so, so much greatly appreciated because that's where, that's where the space is these days. You know, it's social media. We can't connect unless we're on social media or on a podcast. So comment, like, share. Um, we'll be getting a video going on YouTube if you want to look at our two bald heads at some point. <laughs> We almost called it the two bald brown belts. But yeah, we, <laughs> we had a better name. All right, buddy. All let's, right, man. Uh, let's. Uh, I'll see you this week when you come to Arizona, and yeah. we'll check in with everyone else in about a week on episode three. Well, yes, take care. sir. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Road to Black podcast. Once again, please support our sponsors, the BJJ Physio. Contact Wes, he'll hook you up with some customized programming for your game. Take it to the next level. Therapy, performance, the BJJ Physio. Also, Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. Check out the latest styles, Jiu-Jitsu, casual wear, training gear. Check them out, RollUnion.com. Follow on Instagram, at RollUnion. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and we will see you next time.